What's the difference between religion and being spiritual? And where does the Christian faith fit in? Welcome to Word for the Week, episode 20. Join us as we discuss the pros and cons of religion versus being spiritual. And does either term apply to the Christian faith? Well, here we are, our first episode of our new monthly format. Right, with a new direction, too. Yeah, right. The the plan over the next several episodes, anyways, to tackle the most common uh, questions to and by Christians. Right, and we'll do our very best to share responses worthy of consideration. And uh, at least we're going to kick it off this way. We've gone to a number of research sites looked over the uh, questions they had in this regard, and Mm -hmm. the idea being uh, that we took what was common to every site and and highlighted them in our our planned episodes. So here we go on those. Right. And what we'd really appreciate is any questions directly from our listeners. So if you have a question on Christianity that you've always wanted to ask, please reach us through Facebook or YouTube. And now our question for today mm-hmm. is, what's the difference between a religion and spirituality? Yeah, the difference between religion and spirituality, it's a great question because, honestly, we know even from our own research, there was a whole lot of mixed signals out there on what right. that, that might be. Well, let's start first with religion. It seems to be a trend in our culture where people see Jesus Christ in a positive light, but they're negative on religion or as is referred to as organized religion. Right. There is this push against organized religion. And and a common pushback is responses like this. Christianity is about relationship, not religion. Well, so is that a correct statement? Well, it's not wrong (laughs) uh, per se, but it's um, incomplete to the um, level I'd say that objectively it's not really true either. Uh, But we need to uh, properly define the word religion if we're going to qualify or disqualify comments like that. Okay, how about we start with a broad definition? What Mm -hmm. makes any religion a religion? Right. Uh, Both religion and spirituality, we'll start here, uh, they start with the the same basic premise. Uh, there is, and that premise would be this, there's something greater than self. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an entity or a force or a reality that goes beyond what we physically see. Okay, well, in re- reference to religion, how does that fit? Okay, we, we looked through uh, a number of definitions, you know, as, as we try to give something that's formal and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and established. And quite frankly, we didn't find anything that quite fit the bill all by itself. So being the industrious and academic (laughs) individuals we are, Uh we made a collage, a compilation of definitions. definitions. Yeah, and and putting them all together, this is, and they're all formal definitions, but here's what we've come up with. All right, religion is defined as the relationship of human beings to that which they regard as holy, divine, or worthy of special reverence. Eight aspects common to most religions are stories, sacred texts, and other religious writings such as a formal creed, rituals, symbols, social structures, ethical principles, oral or written codes of behavior, particular forms of religious experience, and spirituality. That's a Spirituality. Yes, thank you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You want too many L's in there. That's your problem. Uh, But the... 
uh, that's but uh, thank you for reading that and that the eight comments is something that we'll we'll come back to later. Mm. Uh, I will put it this way: with everything we read, here's where I stand with a religion, quote unquote, is the machinery by which humanity responds to the concept of the divine. So it is this comprehensive machinery by which humanity responds to the concept of the divine. And then this corporate understanding or collective understanding mm -hmm. helps form the personal understanding we have. Machinery kind of sounds pretty lifeless. <laughs> yes, it well, does. So is religion a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. Can religion be lifeless? The answer is yes. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, but uh, to the question, is it a bad thing? The truth is religion can be bad or it can be good. And it's going to come down to the object of belief and the nature of those professing beliefs. So. Okay, well, let's start with the positive. Okay. What's the potential of good in any religion? All right, I love starting with the positive. <laughs> starting with the, how does that song go? You know, positive accent, don't accentuate the negative. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know where it comes from. So why am I bringing it up? Instead, I'll stay with what I know. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, right. So as far as the broad topic of any religion, religion infuses a culture with an ethical framework, a right. moral framework. And in that sense, it can serve as the conscience of a given society. Uh, religion can offer a universal uh, view of, of life and the cosmos and, and a protocol by which a society operates. And in that way, uh, religion can be a stabilizing factor for a society. Uh, religion involves a community of minds. Uh, there's really no such thing as a religion of one. It's a community of minds. Mm -hmm. So it has a much greater potential of offering a comprehensive system for whatever the belief system is, mm -hmm. uh, the more minds, obviously, the more insights, right. and, and then the more minds and lives, and the longer the period of time by which those insights are developed. Just like Judaism or Christianity developing over thousands of years and lifetimes. Yeah, that's the, you know, that's exactly how it comes down. Mm -hmm. And religion offers uh, deeper training to its leadership since it has a a comprehensive doctrine built up over lifetimes, uh, it has something to lean on and to teach to the next generation. I take it you mean something like the difference of a person dedicated to their personal Bible study versus the person trained at the seminary level. There's just an advantage to formal training in anything that you study. Yeah, I mean, regardless of, of the religion, you don't know what you don't know until right. somebody trains you in it. And, and, of course, we have to go on the assumption, too, that... Um, whether it's the trained person or, or not, that they are, in fact, genuine believers. That's uh, kind of the, right. the deal breaker. Okay, still speaking in general terms, what's the negative potential of religion? Well, and, and we fall back to the same strength. Yeah. Religion infuses a culture with an ethical uh, framework. Mm -hmm. So if you have a bad framework, uh, that community or culture is, is going to pay a price for that. Right. Uh, since religion infuses a culture... Uh, it can be the gateway to push other agendas. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'll probably end up in trouble for this. There'll be firebombing our door and, you know, all these things. But uh, a current example is this, is a mix that is going on between evangelicalism 
uh, with politics or patriotism. There's mm -hmm. another agenda beyond the religion coming in there. Yeah. Uh, since a religion has a comprehensive structure uh, with a dedicated leadership, that also leaves it, uh, in a bad sense, vulnerable to corruption or manipulation. Mm -hmm. uh, bad leaders can do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. Since a, a religion has a comprehensive structure, it may, uh, because it is so comprehensive, it mm -hmm. may discourage and even discount independent thought or right. personal experience, something else to watch out for there. Right. As a, as you're listing these things, it mm. makes me think of the John Lennon song, Imagine. Right. Um, it, I can't believe this, but that song was released 52 years ago. Yeah. When I, we were little, I, I little wish people. I, <laughs> I wish I could say when I was a baby, <laughs> but that's not true. Not, not quite true. Not quite true. Here's how the heart of the, that song goes. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Okay, and, and we're certainly not ditzing the song. No, it's a wonderful <laughs> Yeah, it's a wonderful song, a classic whimsical lyrics, yeah. uh, great intent there, but objectively uh, if we're staying uh, with the cold hard facts of things, it really falls short uh, in, in reality that it's um, simplistic and, and really pretty naive. So how so? How so? Well, first, uh, let's just remove the idea of the eternal because that's what the song does. Yeah. It says yeah. uh, you're living in the moment. Uh, and what we found is living in the moment does not lead to peace. Uh, uh, it leads to short-sightedness. That's what it leads to, short-sightedness. Right. Uh, I don't speak out of turn in that history, psychology, sociology will all prove uh, that's the truth when we only live in the moment. Of course, there is a balance. We mm -hmm. can't just live for the future. Right. But a life focused solely on today is vulnerable to hopelessness and lack of vision and selfishness. It can bring out the very worst of people. Uh, it certainly can. And um, just, as a, just as an indicator of what we're talking about that mm -hmm. way, uh, we, we came across a pretty comprehensive gr um, graph on suicides over the past century. Mm -hmm. I, I found it really interesting because there's a spike in the uh, 70s, 80s era, mm. uh, right around the time the song was really resonating with the mm. culture. Uh, not that, you know, uh, John Lennon caused anything. It's that, that his thinking was kind of the thinking of the time. Mm. And as religion continues to decline in the culture, uh, when we're, we're becoming more woke and all of these other things, right. are more affluent, and the more it seems we get what we want, there has been a continual and steady uh, rise in suicides. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we're not <laughs> saying John Lennon causes or even the type of thinking. No, is disclaimer. Factor. That's right. <laughs> but it's a puzzling parallel that as we get more of what we want as a culture, mm -hmm. the suicide rate continues to climb. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's not living lives in peace. Yeah, and, so much for that. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the claim of the second verse that you read there is that, uh, and we hear this a lot, mm -hmm. is uh, uh, religion in general 
is a primary cause of war and conflict. Yeah. Now, we came across another great article. Uh, it's a, a publication of the University of Oregon called Solid Ground. Uh, a young writer uh, put in a piece that was uh, actually uh, very good on this, very on target, so I thought I'd let you uh, ask you to read this. As sure. Well. In regards to the claim that religion has been the biggest source of oppression and war in human history, the facts may surprise you. The three-volume Encyclopedia of Wars, three volumes, which records some 1,763 wars that have been waged over the course of human history, categorize only 123 of those 1,763 as being religious in nature. This is only 6.98% of all wars. The percentage is less than half that at 3.23% if you subtract those waged in the name of um, Islam. The relationship between religion and war, which skeptics have depicted, is in stark contrast to the facts. Yeah, so, you know, it doesn't fit reality. No. And, and he brings out some other points that, uh, for instance, a big one for me is, uh, even if it is a religious war, is it somebody following the actual dictates of that religion, or are they uh, going off on their, their own cause, which in Christianity uh, happened on a, a few unfortunate um, cases. Right. But the idea that religions cause war is obviously a, a very simplistic and actually unrealistic conclusion to come to. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we move on to spirituality, let's revisit that saying, Christianity is not about religion, it's relationship. Yeah, and, and I appreciate what's intended uh, mm. when somebody says that. But I have to say, it's not completely true. I have to tell you, the last person <laughs> to say that to me was uh, uh, a young uh, girl at a church we were visiting. And when I kind of made an ambivalent face, she was really quite confused by that. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, we won't get into it. But it, it isn't completely true in this way. Now, let's just think about this. Christianity is all about accepting uh, not just a person in in biblical Christianity, three persons and one, the Trinity. Right. But it's an accept uh, an acceptance God in this form truly exists. Mm -hmm. So we, we have this truth uh, that he reveals to us. But even if we accept it, it comes down to the question, then what do you do with the reality that you now have? What do you do with this mm -hmm. truth in your physical life, in your physical world? I see where you're going. There's that's where those eight elements, elements that yeah. we read earlier come yeah. in. We build structures for worship, and we have symbols and routines of worship on how to act in the world. So in short, if we accept the reality of God, there's a way we apply that to our physical lives. Mm -hmm. There's a way we respond in that belief, and that's the very definition of religion. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's impossible to have relationship without response. Mm -hmm. Now, if that response is to God, then by definition, it is religion. Right. So, if religion is the unifying machinery of a believing community, what's spirituality? Um, interestingly enough, there was an article in a medical journal <laughs> on spiritual health. Mm -hmm. And, of course, to write such an article, they had to give a definition of what is spiritual. And so, I thought I'd get you to read that for us. Sure. Spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than sensory experience, and that the greater whole of which we are a part is cosmic 
or divine in nature. Now, I put it this way, uh, where religion focuses on the collective understanding, spirituality refers to the personal encounter. So Mm -hmm. collective understanding versus personal encounter. All right. We came across an article by Steve Scott entitled, Spirituality versus Religion, Four Differences You Should Consider. So here's an excerpt. Mm -hmm. Spirituality encourages people to create their own path, which allows people to take their own journey of enlightenment. With spirituality, self-discovery has no boundaries. It inspires people to trust their hearts and follow their own instincts. Spirituality is simply one's ability to recognize that every person is more than just a human body. They are a soul that has unlimited potential. Every person is essentially a small god. Now, Mr. Scott's article is is really a good representation of how the modern idea of yeah, spirituality I've heard it is spit out yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hyper individualistic. Yeah. Uh, it's relative, it's very humanistic, mm-hmm. uh, but we just need to keep in mind, just as we started to this, that uh, being spiritual, quote-unquote, has not always been thought of in those terms. Right. So, since this is a good indicator, what are the pros and cons to the modern view of spirituality? Uh, well, on the pro side, um, spiritual brings focus to what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. It's a balancing factor uh, um, as it concentrates on how we feel as versus in the things that we've been taught. So in that way, if you don't feel it, you don't own it, right? right. So it promotes real ownership of whatever it is you believe. Mm-hmm. It also concentrates on a firsthand experience in one's faith mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of evolving in that faith. Uh, but... As true as those things are, as pro as those things are, his article starts falling apart in statements like this. People who are spiritual are able to adjust to new conditions and their discoveries throughout life. Spiritual people learn and develop their beliefs based on their own experience, while religious people learn it based on the experiences they are told by their religious founders. Okay, starting with the last excerpt, if a person is their own little god, there's a serious problem with the basic premise. <laughs> yeah, talking right at the basic premise. Yeah. And, and and that is this, at the most basic level, if we're talking about a divinity, mm. uh, big or little, the idea of being divine is being omniscient, for one thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you're going to know everything. Uh, not only do you know everything, you, know, you will know it perfectly. Uh, perfection is another trait of of divinity Mm. and like you say no person is perfect and uh we're hopelessly and underqualified in knowing everything and you know we don't even know what makes light light so right it's pretentious and a disaster in the making to think in any sense that we're divine big or little it certainly is and to base our theology solely on personal experience Mm -hmm. is really ludicrous um not only, uh, as we said in the divine, not only do we not experience everything, mm. even in the things that we do experience, how often do we misinterpret what we've just experienced? Exactly. And so to change our spiritual views based on on 
that type of thing or on changing conditions in which we live, mm-hmm. it really brings us to the warning Paul gives to the Ephesian church. Right, Ephesians 4.14. So we are no longer to be children tossed back and forth by waves and carried about by every wind of teaching by the trickery of people who craftedly carry out their deceitful schemes. Right, and there's a whole history behind why Mm -hmm. he says that. But in short, uh, Scripture teaches us if you have this brand of individualistic spirituality, it's actually, (laughs) according to Scripture, childish, and and there's no anchor to it, which is dangerous. Okay, so to wrap this up on the positive, religion brings unity and belief, Mm -hmm. a comprehensive system, and spirituality offers firsthand experience and inner authenticity. Right. So final question, is religion, it's Christianity, a religion or a form of spirituality? Yeah. Is, is it one or the other? <laughs> yeah. Speak up. <laughs> well, the answer is Christianity has elements of both. Okay, right? So mm. Christianity is a religion in the respect that it is a response to the divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's different in that it's not humanity building a tower to God. It's God lowering a ladder to humanity. Yeah. Uh, it's spirituality as well, uh, because it must be firsthand, and it must be personal mm-hmm. encounter with God. Uh, that's the, the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, God who initiates the connection, though. We love because he first loved us. Our part is to open up and accept what the divine does because he's doing what we can't do. Right. Well, what I gather is real Christianity is a faith that's balanced by the best and highest truth of both religion and spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'd say you got it in a nutshell. Well, shifting from our question of the day to music. Yes. The Canaan Praise Team continues to share music from Sunday, and you'll find it on Canaan's YouTube worship playlist. Right. And we'll continue to feature a song as well with these episodes. Mm-hmm. So this week we share a song by Matt Papa and Matt Boswell, His Mercy is More. So enjoy until next week or next month. Next month, <laughs> next really? Month. Yeah. Be blessed. We'll see you next time. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more, stronger than darkness, new every morn, our sins they are many, His mercy is more. Remember no wrongs we have done Omniscient, all-knowing He counts not their sum Thrown into a sea with a bottom or shore Our sins, they are many His mercy is more Praise the Lord Stronger than death
You can also catch our live stream on Canaan Community's Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app.